Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Nordic Creatives, a podcast that informs, entertains, and inspires designers to share knowledge and promote each other. I'm Jesse, your host, and I will explore the human side of Nordic creatives from our studio here in Aarhus, Denmark. In this episode, I've invited Hele Jensen, the Senior User Experience Consultant at Creona. Hele, welcome and thank you for joining us today. So, Hele, you are the glue that brings together customers and concept developers. And here at Creona, they said that if you have to explain to your mom what you do, you'll say that you go to a lot of meetings. <laughs> But how would you explain it to a UX beginner? Uh, what do you do in simple words? Yes, that is a very good question. And I think it's a good distinction because my mom hardly knows what the internet is. So that that's what I had to sort of <laughs> tell her that I do for the money that I get each month. But for a UX beginner, I would say that I make sure that we stick to the direction that we've decided to go in. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's probably a lot of the things that I do boil down into one sentence. Okay. So you, you make sure that everyone is in the same direction. Yes, and that we all the decisions that we make. So for example, we can start out a project by saying we want to adhere to these and these principles in everything that we do. Uh, it can be in the copy uh, on a website or in the design decisions that we make. Um, and it's it's my job to make sure that we remember that and that we actually stick to what we decided. And of course, also sort of take lead in deciding that it's the right things that uh, that we do. But that's a lot of, of, um, of what I do. It sounds like a lot of responsibilities. Yes, it is. In the one time. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and I love that. I mean, um, UXS, at least here, have a lot of responsibility for the entire solution. Um, and I think we all like that very much. And because UX, it's such a broad field mm-hmm. that you just naturally get mixed up in, in all sorts of different things uh, <laughs> in a project. So it's a very natural role for a UX to take sort of the overall responsibility for the solution. Mm-hmm. But senior user experience consultant. Yes. When do you become senior? Yes, it's a very good <laughs> question. It is a good question and I don't think I don't think there's a recipe for it. It's a question of, of course, for how long have you worked in the field? Uh, what types of jobs have you done, uh, not necessarily how many different places that you work, because I do have mm-hmm. senior colleagues who have only been at Krona mm-hmm. uh, all their career. Uh, I've been a few different places. So it's really a question of um, uh, what you do with your field, in this case UX, like how good are you and what kind of responsibility do you take on? And it's also... Um, at least here at Krona, we also in the senior role put uh, some mentorship in. So it's it's mm-hmm. also expected that you're actually able to to mentor a more junior colleague and, and to share your knowledge. Uh, that's that's uh, expected as well. And that's a big part of it. Awesome. But you said that you worked at a few different places. Mm-hmm. And where did you start? And uh, did you always know, did you have this calling? <laughs> I want to be a UXer. I totally love to say that I did, but I didn't <laughs> at all. <laughs> I started out um, working at a place called Clean uh, as a student. Uh, they recently turned 10. 
And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I've worked for quite a few years because I actually started just after the first birthday and I helped arrange the second birthday. So that's how I remember that I've been working with this for almost nine years. Um, and that just threw me a little bit because I'm really young, so I don't understand that. <laughs> but um, but I, I totally didn't have a calling. It, it almost felt like sort of a coincidence. Um, because I started out as a student worker, you know, just doing what students do, just whatever is around the office. <laughs> and I um, I pretty fast got to do a lot of uh, what we call UX scorecards, uh, mm-hmm. something that my colleague and also I would say later on a mentor in, in UX had developed um, for that company where, where we worked. And it's it's basically just a really huge spreadsheet but in, in looking nice and everything, where you uh, where you score um, websites on, on all sorts of parameters. So it's actually quite a big report at the end. Mm-hmm. So I did tons and tons of those, which gave me quite a good basis, foundation, um, knowledge of UX. Uh, so that's when I thought, oh, all right, there yeah, this is kind of fun and I'm pretty good at it. So maybe I should just do some more of this stuff. <laughs> um, I also tried my hand at... Um, Google Analytics, and I, I just really didn't like that very much. Um, I also, for a few years, along with my UX tasks, um, did some project management. I'm really crap at project management, so that's why I don't do that anymore, <laughs> and I really don't like it. So I don't, I don't do like, I don't plan things. I don't do five year plans or career plans. I just things just sort of happen, and then. I, <laughs> I discover, you know, what am I good at and what do I like doing? And then, you, you know, I just grab opportunities when they come. And I think that's a big part of, of why I do what I do today. So it's very agile, very... Yes. <laughs> one iteration at a time, one iteration at a time. Yes, that's very much what I'm like as a person as well. I wouldn't do good with five-year plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hella the spontaneous. Yes. <laughs> It's very nice. So you didn't always know. You you grew with the tasks yes. in the way. You found out what you liked, pick yeah. up something yeah. from and everything and Yes. That's that's often actually the hard part of, of UX, I think, because it's such a broad field and <laughs> and that's good and it's also kinda of bad. Because I think that's the reason why a lot of people go, Oh shit, I don't I don't know what kind of UXer I am. I don't know what I'm best at and I don't mm-hmm. know where my field is um, and I think that that's what confuses a lot of people who are just starting out in UX that is so broad and what do we do and I see that um, also you know with people from from networks and, and my other colleagues that it's really hard sort of picking the direction that you want to go in because everything is really cool <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I still sometimes struggle with that myself. I'm like, I want to do all of these things. <laughs> so, so what should I do first? But I think it's, it's, of course, it's a thing that comes with experience that you just know what you want to do and what you're good at and maybe what's not interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's also a question of, of having a good solid foundation, I think, and trusting in your own abilities. Mm-hmm. Because once you do that and once you're reassured that I'm actually pretty awesome at these things, then at least to me, the next step becomes pretty clear and you say, oh yeah, maybe so if I'm awesome at this, maybe I want to try out this and this. Do you have a fun story from the time where you, you were figuring out 
what kind of UX you wanted to be or mm. if it was UX or if it was something else? Um, I'm, I'm not sure I have just one fun story <laughs> because these you know, stories about wrong choices are always fun. <laughs> so in that sense, I have, I have a few, but I think it's... Um, uh, well, I don't know. It was just looking back, it, it looks pretty funny that I sort of tried my hand at being uh, a Google Analytics expert and I was like, yeah, let's do a community about that. And it just never flew because <laughs> I wasn't really interested in it. So obviously it just didn't, it just never happened. <laughs> uh, so I think that's an example of, you know, you're trying to do something that you, you really, you're really not interested in, but someone else tells you that it would fit and it's just, that's just the wrong way to go about it, I think. Yeah. So what would you say to all of the design and UX beginners out there that are just starting out and they they really want to... It's so broad. Yes. It's like a pool of amazing things. <laughs> yes. I would say... Um, I'd say it's so important to find... Like to find and build the basis of your UX knowledge and really just get into that for a few years. So that you can say, at least start out by saying, I'm I'm a really good sort of craftsman at UX. That's where most people start and that's where you learn the most. That's actually, I think, by, for example, um, doing the information architecture or wireframes in a project. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I, I've sort of, I think I've lost my magic touch with wireframing. I'm, I'm not the fastest at it and I really don't think it's that fun. But mm-hmm. I've learned so much from doing that and having to sort of argue for all my choices. And I think for a UXer, that's a really good place to start. And it gives you, I think it will give you sort of a good UX identity and help you figure out uh, your next step. And I, I think that's that's the challenge for new UXers to mm-hmm. really guys just take a chill pill and just get the basics right first. Yeah, that's a great challenge or I mean, <laughs> <Yes>. advice. <laughs> I was listening very carefully and <laughs> really taking that in. <laughs> it's amazing. But, uh, okay, enough about very, very serious stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I want to do a fun challenge. Yeah. Um, a confession time. Yes. From <laughs> Hell Island. <laughs> you told us that some of the people here call you Hell. Yes. Is there a specific reason for it? No, it's just, it's just because my name is Helen and it's this short. It's short, okay. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with hell, hell. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I think it's just because because they're trying to Americanize it, so it's it's ah. fun to say hell. But I'm re- I'm honestly a really nice person, so it's, <laughs> it's not like hell, hell. <laughs> Good to know. You know, I'm sitting yeah. alone with you here. <laughs> okay, so Helen, mm-hmm. talk me through your daily routine. Yes, from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. Yes, that is going to be thrilling. Just on a, like a regular day? Yes. All right. Uh, so I am one of those really annoying people who don't use an alarm. So I just wake up. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I uh, do my fitness stuff in the morning. So I get up at five to six. Pretty specifically five to six. <laughs> Always. Always. Okay. Um, and I get up and I go do the fitness thing. Uh, what, I, what do you do? I, I lift weights. 
because I don't I don't like training with other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of anti-social when I do that <laughs> uh, um, exercise uh, stuff. So so I I prefer to do it alone, and that's why I do it so early in the morning because it's just me and a bunch of old guys. Um, so I know that <laughs> no one will disturb me. I don't have to talk to people. Uh, so I do that for half an hour, and then I go back home, uh, have a shower. Um, try and find some clean clothes to wear. Uh, often I actually do have, I don't have um, clothes crisis, but I do have a lot of shoe crisis. I don't, I don't know why. So I can I can spend a few minutes just looking at shoes going, I don't know what to wear today. Um, so I go to work and I um, usually listen to podcasts or audiobooks on my way to work. Uh, like really sort of sloppy crime novels. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like to imagine that it sort of keeps my brain fresh if I have to keep guessing who the murderer is. But really, it's just, I just like listening to it. But I would never be caught dead actually reading such a book. So that's why I just listen to it. Um, so on my way to work, I get um, flat white and roll with butter and cheese. And that's what I always get almost at the exact same time. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and sometimes Tuesday and Thursday as well, if I just want to do something nice for myself. <laughs> so I get that at Bill's Coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the office around 8.30ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I sit for a while, just looking at the screen, <laughs> checking my emails. Um, and then my colleagues start coming in. So I'm not the first, usually, but there's only a couple of people at the office when I get here. So when people get here, we like we joke around and we talk about all sorts of stuff. And then, uh, well, my days vary quite a lot. Usually um, I do have a lot of meetings uh, because I'm in management as well. So there's a lot of management stuff, management stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, right now we have a lot of these um, personal development interviews with yeah. people. So I have to do a lot of those. Okay. Um, I normally also do have some UX tasks waiting for me because I, even though I, I actually do <laughs> spend most of my time time doing management things, mm-hmm. I do have uh, UX responsibility on one of our clients. Mm-hmm. So there's always some sort of weird task or, you know, did you forget the mobile design or what's this drop down supposed to do? I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> so I spend some time uh, explaining that. Mm-hmm. Um and usually the morning goes by pretty fast, just doing, you know, things I forgot to do the day before or <laughs> going to different meetings. Um, and then it's lunch at 12 o'clock. And, you know, just once you start working at a place with lunch, you just automatically get hungry at 12 o'clock. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you so, can't function. No. At 12. No. It's like lunch now. Yes. <laughs> So go and have lunch. Um, I, I don't really spend half an hour having lunch. So I just, you know, I joke around <laughs> for the rest of my lunch break. You know, I just, sometimes I, I literally just go out to the balcony. We have three balconies here at the office and I just stand there for a while. And I don't really do anything. I just stand there because it's just nice. You meditate? Nah, yeah, I suppose you could call that. It sounds better. <laughs> but I don't really think about anything. Um, this afternoon I did it again. I was just this um this demolition of a building next door, and I just stood there with a banana in my hand, going. And suddenly, fifteen minutes had passed by, and I was like, "Oh shit, I have to do something." Oops, I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that happens a lot. Okay. Yeah. What's the best part and the most irritating part of your day? Um. That varies quite a lot. 
Uh, I actually do have to say, often the best part is the mornings because I'm such an annoying morning person. Um, I really like this time of year actually when when the sunrise is mm -hmm. just around when I go to work. Mm -hmm. So that's really pretty. I'm a, a sunrise and sunset kind of person, so I've, I have a lot of photos of sunrises and sunsets, like a lot. <laughs> Um, so I really like that and I also like the fact that I can hear all the birds singing now. So often mm. in the morning I open all the windows in our apartment and I just, I can just stand there. I do a lot of standing around and <laughs> I stand there and listen to it because I think it's really, it's really nice after such a long winter. Um, I, I usually actually go to bed around nine o'clock so, so I don't get to do much stuff in the evening. You're definitely not a bee person. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, the most annoying part is probably I've, I have, I don't know, actually I have kind of hard times pinpointing one annoying part. Um, is there many of them? No, it's because <laughs> I hardly have any. Like it's probably like the thing that annoys me most is, is those days where you're really, really tired. But you get home and it's only like five or five thirty, so you can't go to bed. <laughs> it's like you have to do something until you go to bed. That actually sometimes quite annoys me quite a bit. It's worse in summer. <laughs> oh damn! I can't go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> What should I do now? But it's it's, it's another not novel. A real problem, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 not it's not a proper problem really. Okay. Yeah. So you're pretty happy with your life and satisfied. Yeah. Since you don't find any really annoying moments, that... I I don't actually. I um I recently took up uh gratitude journaling, okay. which I find uh really fun. Um, and I actually thought that Monday this week was a crap day. I don't know okay. why. You know, it's just wake up sometimes and all day you're like you're a crappy colleague and you're a crappy <laughs> moon and you just want to say crappy things to people and you don't really know why. So I got home Monday and I was like. This is such a crap day. <laughs> I just always want to to watch something on Netflix and just be really crappy about everything. And then I've set a reminder um, in my journal for eight o'clock every night, and it actually ended up being the day with the most entries for like two weeks. Wow! Yeah, you it's, just became more grateful about yes, the small beautiful moments. Exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> it actually surprised me a little bit. So I was happy about that. <laughs> This was actually my next question. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have a colleague that was just not your cup of tea? Yes. And how did you deal with it? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> um, so a colleague, not a boss, because I think everyone's tried have a, having a boss yes. wasn't their cup of tea. That's, that's the formula. It's how it works. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. So colleagues are not your cup of tea. It's, um, well, usually it's... Um, The times that I've experienced that is not something that's lasted. So usually it's um, it's evolved mm -hmm. either into me actually liking the person mm -hmm. or just me and the person not interacting. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> not interacting. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you just sort of avoid working with the person and you really, you can just find a way to manage around it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really it's really not that often and and it's um I've never experienced that you know I can't work with you feeling <laughs> um, so it's it's usually it's, it's been like what in the cases that I've experienced it's like yeah it's, it's kind of odd 
Mm-hmm. He's kind of weirdo. Do you or... say that to him or her? No, I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> you it's not like you, you go and you say, listen. No, it's um. <laughs> well, usually when you when people are not my cup of tea, it's usually like a personality thing, and it's really hard to sort of ask people to change. <laughs> so <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I I normally don't do that. We can sometimes I've actually talked to people about it afterwards, like when our relationship has sort of evolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can have conversations like, I thought you were really weird in the beginning, like extremely weird. Yeah. But that, I think that's just fun and it's just part of a work friendship. <laughs> you share stories like that that's as well. That's true. Yeah. I had a colleague that ended up being my best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have any? Uh, yeah, like well, it's, it's it's natural because, you know, you spend so much time with these people every yeah. day. So, so naturally you become friends. And I have colleagues from uh, nine, ten years ago that I still see mm-hmm. uh, privately. And do stuff with so yeah definitely yeah it's very important it is yeah so you don't really divide you don't have this work life balance for you work and life is kind of in the same line um yes in in the sense that I am interested in people equally either if I'm at work or not but mm-hmm. I never bring home my computer from work and I mm-hmm. have two phones so my work phone is always in my bag. Mm-hmm. And it's usually it just runs dry <laughs> on weekends, so I don't. It's just, I'll just recharge it Monday when I remember. So in that sense, I'm I'm actually really hard about you know um, work life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's um, and even in other in other terms, I can I can easily you know SMS with my colleagues on the weekend if there's something fun. So in that way, there's there's no boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have a final touch to my questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to give your ultimate three career life hacks yep. that you want to share with our listeners. Yes. <laughs> and of course I have, I have a list of career and life hacks. <laughs> uh, well, it's... um. I think maybe the first one would be uh, to get the basics right. Mm-hmm. Really start by getting the basics right, and then you can build on that. And that's that's actually both life and career. So that's two in one. Yeah. Um, then I would also actually like to add one that's that's also kind of two in one. That it's uh, it's very rarely about you, and it's quite hard to teach yourself to always remember. But I think it's so important mm-hmm. that. Decisions other people make and stuff you get involved in uh, or not, it's it's not about you. So stuff that people who leave you out or things that you don't get, it's really not about you, mm-hmm. and it's it's not personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually, I I think I've gained a lot from just remembering that you're the only person who thinks so much about yourself. Like other people don't go home and think <laughs> about what you said. Or what you did, unless you're extreme. But usually it's go home and think about themselves, kind of like you do. And I think that's so important to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one that's pretty, I think, career-focused, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's you should, you should, um, you should just um, almost make it a rule to rarely say no to people. So um, I, I recently read a really good article on that subject. Uh, from a woman called Emma, 
It was on coffee dates and mm-hmm. why you should always say yes to coffee dates um, and what you can gain from them. And I actually generally make a rule always to say yes mm-hmm. and to actually try and also initiate uh, a lot myself because it's, um, first of all, I think it's always exciting to meet people and you, you can, it's just, it never hurts to, to know people and to get people in your network and it's not... You shouldn't you shouldn't sort of um, snob one way or the other with your coffee dates and only coffee date CEOs or people that mm-hmm. are in recruitment or you immediately seek and advance your career. You should do it with everyone mm-hmm. because you can gain something uh, regarding your field of expertise, or you can gain something from your career, or you can, you know, in two years it'll be easier to ask those people for help if you need it it's just it opens so many doors i think so mm-hmm. just never say no be a little coffee slutty i think that's a really good rule <laughs> coffee slutty remember yes. that listeners <laughs> always say yes to coffee yeah <laughs> that's a great rule yeah so for all your fans out there who are listening to you right now <laughs> yay i'm sure they're lining up Away, like outside Creona's door, door right now. <laughs> yeah, I promise I'll be so coffee slutty. So everyone's welcome. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, Helle. It's been a pleasure really talking to you. And yeah. thank you so much. No problem. For being with us today. <laughs> My pleasure. I've been your host, Jesse, And if you totally hated this episode, tell us why. But if you enjoyed it, remember to subscribe, comment and share the positive vibes. Till next time, see ya!